0: Who do you think is more married, me or mom? Um. (laughs) There's no wrong answer. Dad. Okay.
1: (laughs) Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin.
0: And I'm Belief Mel.
1: And we're here with episode... Oh, no, no, no. I'm doing it right. Let's do it again. My name is Mr. Opperman. What? (laughs) Mrs. Melanin. Mrs. Um, Melanin. Wait, that's
0: her name? That's what... I thought it was Yvette. Okay.
1: We'll explain... What did she say? She said, what is happening? (laughs) We'll explain this in a minute, Anaya. Okay. Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 202 of How How Married Married Are You?
0: you? Okay, my name is Belief. This is Yvette. We married 13 years. Live in California, we got four kids. Relationship scary, it's very necessary. We sure our love our struggles. We ask, how I'm married, married are you? Every Tuesday and Thursday, Shawty. Sorry, if you're listening, you're in the wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions, we got the answers. It's chocolate, chocolate baby, baby
1: story time.
0: Chocolate baby story, story. It's story. time. It's
1: chocolate baby story time. One,
0: two, three, <laughs> and. It's chocolate baby story time Okay, so chocolate baby story time is when we tell a story about the chocolate babies Anaya, are you listening? Yes Okay, so we have a chocolate baby here today You want to tell a chocolate baby story time baby? Why is she here?
1: (laughs) Why is she (laughs) here? So uh, all three boys got invited over their friend's house for a play date Unfortunately, they don't have anyone female or an ish so she is hanging out with me today and i got work to do we got to record this podcast because y'all be in my dms like where is a new episode i have a whole list about it and she has made a whole list of what she wants to do today in order to um make up for the fact that we are going to be alone together
0: Yeah, yeah so yeah that's great um last night You guys were tripping last night, Anaya and Uzi, and so you would, like, refuse to go to sleep without cuddles. What's that about? Why must you have cuddles every night?
1: You know me. I love love. (laughs) And Uzi just loves to listen to your belly.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, he likes to lay on my stomach and listen to all the sounds.
1: What? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Is that what he said?
0: Yeah. He is that sa-
1: why he ditches me to cuddle with you?
0: He goes, "With well, did you- are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> are you thirsty? That was weird sound. <laughs> yeah, so.
1: That is hilarious.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, and I think the intermittent fasting has been making it a little bit more challenging. Mm. Because the sounds in my stomach are crazy. Mm. So, uh. Yeah, so <laughs> w- welcome, Black, to uh, How Married Are You. We are here with a special guest, Anai Zai, who really wants to be a part of this video, this podcast, right? hmm Because, um, like, we could have turned the TV on for her, but she probably would neander in here anyway, mm-hmm. because she's all about community. So, <laughs> um Yeah. Make sure you guys right now take the time to like and subscribe to this video. Super important. Love. What, Naya? Love. Love is really important. So make sure you like the video. Please stop, now. But make sure you like the video, comment, subscribe, share it to someone. This is a special moment. We're going to be answering emails and just talking about what life has been like right now. What's, what's going on, babe? Like, where are we at?
1: Well, one thing is we need to record a... Um Better help <laughs> promo. Okay, cool. Can we do that now? No, no? we cannot. Okay. <laughs> What's been going on? So so much, you know? Life, mm-hmm. love, liberty, not liberty, no liberty. Mm. I feel like I was telling um when I dropped the boys off to their friend's house, one the the father of the friends was the basketball coach of um The, the boys key,
0: last season.
1: Of Uriah's last season. Playing basketball, and he was like, We really miss the boys. And I was like, Yeah, I'm just feeling like I'm being dragged around by these kids. Yeah. <laughs> like uh-huh. at one point, it was like, Oh, I'm gonna put a baby in a baby carrier, put a baby, two babies in a stroller, and one baby's gonna walk alongside, and I'm gonna drag them along everywhere. But now I feel like they're dragging me all around town. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have, like, our gas tank used to last us at least 10 days, but I'm filling up like, Every four or five days. That is so sad. Which is kind of crazy to me.
0: Yeah, because it's like a hundred bucks to fill up.
1: Yeah, well, no, it's more like it's it's like ninety.
0: <laughs> that's a hundred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, I didn't realize how much we stayed home. <laughs> like we usually. We, oh, that's why i homebody. Home, I'm team homebody. We do everything at home, and of- now everything is everywhere. So, and she wants to do dance.
0: Yeah. You know, type of stuff like this makes me miss... um,
1: The good old days?
0: Well, quarantine.
1: Oh, I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. As much as we didn't enjoy those days, those were some good old days. I love those days.
0: <laughs> I love those days. Anyway, yeah.
1: I think it's good for us because we have family and we enjoy being together most of the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people or like
0: holiday season right now it's a holiday season it's Thanksgiving, so it's Thanksgiving break Thanksgiving break week. yeah so uh, you guys should be kicking it with family maybe you Hopefully. know or your pseudo family the, your chosen family Amen. you know what I mean kicking it with them uh, we do have one relative coming in town this holiday season I believe and he...
1: well we both have relatives coming in town
0: oh yes we do both have relatives coming in town so we'll see if anybody makes a guest appearance on the podcast you never know yeah, you never know. Okay, so um, uh, okay, let's talk about it. We got an email from someone, and I. What happened is we get mail on our computer, and people ask us questions about their life, and so we try to give them advice, even though we're not therapists. But we, since we've been long married for a long time, we try to give, we take our best shot at it. Okay, what's wrong? <laughs> stuttering? <laughs> so that's what we're about to read. Right now, Mom is going to read an email, and then we're going to talk about the email. Okay? Okay. And you can chime in if you if you want to. Okay. Okay. I want to. This, this right here is called Grown Folks Business, <laughs> and you are <laughs> right in the middle of Grown Folks Business right now, okay? I've oh. got it, Grown. What was what, Grown about you? Me? Yeah. Why are you Grown? What, what can you do?
1: Uh, I can't drink. Well, I can't stop growing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are growing very, very good. Okay. <laughs> I think she heard growing versus grown. Okay. Um, I think this is beautiful because this person sent a picture so we can picture.
0: Oh, what a beautiful couple.
1: They are so good looking together. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice dress. And I like his bow tie. Anywho, um, this email is from a husband trying to navigate a season of not being the provider. Um, He gave us, and you want to know something else um, to this young fella? Thank you. Because do you see how organized this email is? He's got headings and underlined them and then paragraphs under each one.
0: Where does he live? Because he might be a good assistant. That's very organized. (laughs) that email's organized.
1: Oh, he might need a job too, so. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's so funny. It's just funny. It's just funny. Okay.
1: So I'm going to leave the, so he titled one paragraph appreciation and it's very long and I really want to read it, but we're going to save it for later. Okay. A little background. My high school sweetheart is now my wife, currently 21 years old. After two tough years of long distance and a total of four and a half years of dating, the long distance while also waiting till marriage to have sex was not easy. But we made it, and I feel like our relationship is stronger because of it. We got married after my wife graduated from college with her bachelor's in chemistry. Okay. And we had a small intimate wedding with close friends and immediate family on July 11th of this year.
0: Qu- quick question. Is Did
1: he go to college too? Which was amazing. Um, I don't know that yet. Okay, sorry. She had found work the month prior and started after our honeymoon. I transferred to a university close to her to work, and we found an apartment pretty much in between her job and my university. I am going to school for electrical engineering and have a small part-time job where I work very little hours so I can keep up with school. My wife makes enough for all of the bills, and we are pretty comfortable, and we do have great family support from both sides, but she doesn't have that much left over for leisurely spending. I help out with paying from, for some groceries and outings and other little things. The situation. We were both aware of this being our situation in some capacity going into the marriage. And we both know this is just for a season while I am finishing school, which I have about two to three years left. She is a year older than me and completed college in three years as a college athlete. She says that she is content but doesn't want to be the main provider forever and would like me to take over that role eventually, and I also would like to take over that role as the main provider when I am able to. Although I know this is just the season we are in right now, I can't help but feel a little insecure and like less of a man from leaving most of the expenses on her. I guess I am a little traditional when it comes to this, and I know that a lot of it comes from my pride. I know that she is perfectly capable of handling it, but i can tell that she would rather the roles were switched even though she says she is content but i don't think she is holding a grudge or anything what's making these feelings worse for me is that i am so i am also struggling in a little i am also struggling a little in some of my engineering classes which may lead to college taking a little longer and is also causing me to form a little doubt in my career path she also ha- was intending to work for a few years then go to graduate school but she really but she can't really do that until I can take over the role of main provider. All of this is causing me also, causing me to feel, also feel like I am holding her back on top of my feelings of insecurity for leaving most of the financial burdens on her. My question, Glenn, I know you went through a season that wasn't the tr- that traditional when you were a stay-at-home dad. Also, you have mentioned here and there about your experience of moving between different jobs and trying to figure out what you really want to do for a career. How was the experience and what are some things that helped you during those times and that helped you to start you to start helped you start to figure things out? What mentally should a husband have while not being the main provider? Mm. Yvette. Also, any advice from my wife that you might have learn from your perspective to of that some same experience while you were the main financial provider? Also, just any tips or advice for our situation that you all may have. For my wife and i like ways i can help my wife more ways to feel less insecure about not providing things my wife can do or just anything you think of thank you so much for taking the time to read this email please continue to trust in god and be the blessing that you are that just gave me goosebumps <laughs>
0: i love that email it's really i really like it beautiful and i do you have anything to say it's cute Okay. Cool. Do
1: you know what's happening in the email? Did you listen?
0: Not that well. Okay. Cool. All right.
1: Should we recap it for her or no? Oh uh,
0: yeah. Why not? Okay, so there's a guy who are you listening now? Yeah. There's a guy who is just got married and his wife makes all the money and he doesn't make a lot of money because he's in school. And so he's feeling like he wants to help out with more of the money stuff and he's holding his wife back because school is hard and it's taking him longer and taking him longer than it should.
1: Wait, are you saying he's a kid and he's a grown up?
0: No, they're both grown-ups, but he's in big school, college, so for college for adults. Yeah. So now he doesn't know what to do and he's asking us what to do. What do you think he should do?
1: Work f- with her
0: work with her right
1: That's good advice, man. Mm-hmm.
0: So I would say that what was it his question to me was like I had that season.
1: He was like, um all, you have mentioned um and trying to figure out what really How was that experience and what are some things that helped you during those times and that helped you start to figure things out? What mentally should a husband have while not being the main provider?
0: Okay, so how was the experience? The, it, it, I, I think what, like, like, we are so, as, as humans, we are so interested in getting through, getting past, mm. but not being where we are.
1: I didn't know that was where that was going to end keep going i cuz i totally it was aligning with that keep going
0: there's a season right now though. there's a there's a really important season right now that you're in where you're able to see the sacrifice your wife is making for you to be able to pursue what you're pursuing and that sacrifice that she's making for you feels like providing it feels like protection and security and it doesn't normally Mm. feel normal it doesn't may not feel normal for you as a man to have that type of like taking stuff taken care of but there is a lesson here on you being able to teach her I mean you'll be able to do the same thing for her when she goes back to school so I just want you to understand how important it is for you to be in this season and recognize what your wife is sacrificing for you on your behalf like that is something that you know real ones do you know what I mean and she already knew what she was getting herself into so I wouldn't stress about something that you guys both agreed to um I think you have a little bit of anxiety about wanting to be perfect and provide all of her dreams to come true and make everything great for her right um but plans change. Things change. You might be in the wrong career. Uh, I, I just, I want to stress that that season was tough for me because I was aimless, right? Like, I didn't have a plan. And I think the difference between you and her, I mean, you and me, is that you have a plan and you're working your plan. You know what I'm saying? And it was your idea. And so... I think if you say, hey, like this is the plan, you're not like sitting home playing video games like, man, I wish I could do something for, you know, like it's different. You're not, you know, you're just in a season where like, hey, this is the, this is what I'm focused on. I'm having trouble here. Now it's time to bump up the relentlessness and say, okay, what am I really struggling with? Is engineering not for me? You know what I'm saying? Or is it, Uh, I need a tutor. I'm probably going to take a little bit more time. You know what I'm saying? I need help. I would say that the biggest mistake I made was not asking my wife for what I needed because I just didn't feel worthy of asking. Like, there were things that I needed that I could not—I was ashamed to ask for. Mm. Like time Mm. or breaks or a camera. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff I— Stuff I, (laughs) like stuff that wouldn't have been crazy for me to ask. And even when I got those things, I would like barter with her to be like, is this okay that I get this? And you can use it too. You know what I'm saying? Like everything was, I was asking for permission. And that posture is not the posture of a, is not the posture of a husband or a leader. You know what I'm saying? That I would say. I I I think I was a little meek, so it felt out of order. But I wouldn't ex I wouldn't suggest you take that position. Um, you you your butt hurt, baby? You want this hurts to sit on? Okay. Why are you standing? Just because. Okay.
1: You know I'm listening to you talk, and I wonder. Cause I feel, nope. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't want to say I feel cause there was not an emotion that was about to come and I'm trying to use I feel and then follow it up with an emotion. Cause that's more appropriate. However. I love uh, that growth. Thank you. It's really good
0: communication <laughs> growth.
1: Um, so I often struggle with society and the expectations and images that they have created for us as individuals, as a woman, as a man, as husband and wife team, like what we're supposed to do and what that's supposed to look like. Someone recently um, was talking about uh, N-A-I-L-P-O-L-I-S-H. Why can't you stand in front of me? Because uh, I don't want to put anything in your, any ideas in your head that you don't already have on, um, she knows his name, Uzziah. And and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, really? That's what you're, like, sh- they were upset about it. It was like they were bringing it up as if it all of a sudden was going to make the child, um, you yeah, know, right, yeah. yeah, or whatever. But it's, it's just what it is. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. And so I was very frustrated by that. And I'm listening to you talk about like how being in that position kind of made you feel meek and like you had to ask for permission and yada, yada, yada. And I wonder if there is something about being in the position because I feel the same way. I often feel like I have to ask permission. I often feel bad about like if I if I'm leaving, like, okay, don't be gone for too long. But it's like when you leave, you just leave. You know what I'm saying, but it feels like
0: even when you leave, I'm like, why are you telling me how long <laughs> you're going to be gone? Just go.
1: Yeah. Cuz sometimes we all be just like, uh, where are they at? <laughs> Especially <laughs> when you have um children in yeah. the mix. It's kind of like I don't want to do this alone. I It didn't it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. But um so it's just interesting how and f- as far as we're concerned, I've never and I don't know how you guys manage your your income, but I, we've never had like two bank accounts. Right. It's always been one bank account. So it, it, it's like, even if I'm dropping in a penny and he's dropping in a hundred dollars,
0: it's a yeah. hundred and a hundred dollars and, and one cent, cent. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: that's our money. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just a mindset that I've always had that this is ours. What's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. Um Kind of mindset as far as it comes with money. Cause you know, as we've gotten older and stuff. Stuff be his and stuff be mine.
0: What you mean? (laughs) What you mean his and mine? What you mean?
1: Actually, I don't know if that's true.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Um, Well, I would not like you to use my toothbrush or my loofah or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What else is something that's mine that I'm like, don't touch that? I don't think I have anything right now. But... Anywho. Yeah,
0: I have things that are mine that you've touched.
1: <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, anywho. I
0: bought some really nice scissors, guys. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. These scissors were so nice. Which are they is, in Mom's thing? Yeah. The, the, the ones with the orange, they're like golden orange. I got them from Home Depot. Oh. Yeah. I, I actually have them back, and I hid them, and I'm going to get them sharpened.
1: How so. do you get scissors sharpened?
0: Right. I'll show you, baby. I'll show you because you'll know. Anyway, there are things that I buy and I'm like, oh, this is nice.
1: Yeah, but I think when it comes to money, I think that that's helpful. And it's interesting to me because I've been finding myself in conversations recently with people who really like in marriages that operate like that. Like, oh, he has his account, I have my account. Neither of us really knows how much the other person has. We just make sure we contribute what we're supposed to contribute or pay the bills that we're assigned to pay. And I I, I mean, I guess it works for some people, but I do believe that that makes things a little bit um, more complicated. And so I feel like for you guys, I understand that your income may go towards whatever. But I think just if you don't have one account, that's what I would encourage is to get one account. And your pay goes into that account and her pay goes into that account. And it's not like, oh, I paid for us to go out on this date or whatever, I think that that's the mindset. Now, for me, walking into our marriage, I kind of knew what was up. Like I said yes to him when he was making $500 a a month. month. (laughs) So I kind of, I knew for me too, I think it's the mindset of the woman, but she's 21 years old. You guys are 20 and 21 years old. First of all, you're still extremely young, extremely, extremely young. This is a time. Your 20s is a time really when you should be exploring different career paths and different opportunities Absolutely. and figuring it out, especially when you don't have the liability of children. And I hate to call them like a liability, but you know what I mean? Like the responsibility of children, because right now you can make mistakes and you can like be homeless and go live with a relative. We did that.
0: We knew we weren't homeless.
1: Well, we skipped out on our Yeah, lease. our
0: place. We had we lived in a ghetto place. Oh, my gosh. Have we like ever told that story? Every week, SWAT was creeping <laughs> down the hill.
1: And that was during a time when Glenn was traveling for I music. I was traveling
0: a lot. And I was like, And then when I was no. home, I was a taxi driver.
1: I remember the guy who lived across the fence. Who he was would just,
0: just look just oh look my into our gosh. windows.
1: He creeped me with out. With no
0: shirt on, just rubbing his belly button. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird ghetto place we lived. And Yvette was like, "I'm not doing this." So we skipped out on our rent. We didn't skip out. We just left, and we kept paying the rent, and we moved in with relatives. And that was tough, you mm-hmm. know. But we were much older.
1: Yes, we, we were, were
0: twenty seven, twenty six. We
1: were definite no, because we didn't have kids. Mm. So we were probably like twenty four. I was twenty four. Oh, okay. You were twenty six.
0: Okay, yeah. So I would say that you know. The the mental what you need to have is resilience and belief in yourself and like believe what she said like yo I'm good if she says she good then she's good
1: yeah because you have expressed that she hasn't necessarily made you feel these ways these are things that you're feeling yeah you're you're telling
0: yourself a lie and a story sorry go ahead
1: yeah and I think that for me that is something I think for anyone who's not necessarily like I think for a lot of us stay at home moms or even just stay at home parents regardless of gender we often sometimes feel our partners stressed too you know what i mean like we feel like ah i'm not contributing or whatever and we are contributing significantly with the domestic duties or taking care of the children or whatever but it's still an element of insecurity that can creep into our minds and give us a sense of imposter right. syndrome what's going on
0: she's asking to lay down
1: you want to lay down on the couch? This
0: conversation is so boring to her. That's great.
1: <laughs> this is
0: a teacher to stay out of grown folks' business.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Just move that stuff now and put it on the floor. Gently.
1: Yeah, but I do believe that if she's saying that she's willing to do this. Now, I will say this about at least me as a person. Um, I do well when I know something is coming to an end. So, I do well when I know, like, okay, right now I'm not gonna be able to get my nails done for like six months. You know what I mean? But I know in six months I'm about to be able to get my nails done. Does that, I mean, that was like a frivolous example. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's kind of like, okay, I'm gonna be looking bushy-tailed by the eyebrows. Like, if it's something in the budget that you can't get done, then whatever. So I will say that like, yes, okay, you may be struggling in a couple of classes, which may delay your thing, your time that you graduate. Um, So that is a conversation that needs to be had. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if there is something, like if you really are feeling like this is no longer the career path you want to take, then okay, what is a career path or like, what are you going to do in order to figure out the career path because she is counting on being able to go back to grad school and at I least do... that's
0: what she thinks
1: yeah and the thing is and that's the thing we often I feel like we've talked about this in the podcast before about renegotiation of terms like every so often this was what is it the was it Tico that was talking about the um, being married to the plan Mm-hmm. What was what was she saying exactly? Do you remember?
0: I don't know, but she's incredible. but it was <laughs> <laughs> she be spitting. It
1: was like um, like the goal is still the same, the end result, the mission, what you're supposed to be doing is still the same. But sometimes the plan changes.
0: Oh no, that was CJ who said that. Who was saying like um, you got to be committed to the mission, not the not the plan. I think he posted
1: a variation of it too. Okay, but yeah, and so sometimes like you know. She may get down into this career two years and be like, ah, I don't want to go back to grad school or, whatever the case may be. I thought I was going to grad school for education. Leave me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know. You just never know.
0: Yeah, and I think the, the the question he asked was like, "Yo, what does a man have to have?" Mm-hmm. Right, and so. It literally is believing in yourself in yourself, and knowing that you're going to follow through with your own commitment and what you said you were going to do. You know what I'm saying? And so when you recognize that, you know, your wife really does care about you and she really does want the best for, you know, your, your lives together, right, in the community that you guys have, like, she doesn't want – like, you're – You're not slowing her down. She she chose to go slow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't. I don't believe you're keep. You're preventing her from doing anything Mm -hmm. she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And I used to feel like that. I used to feel like that.
1: That you were slowing me down.
0: I used like when you would be like, "It's summertime. Can we go somewhere?" And I'm like, "We can't afford to go nowhere. Where are we gonna go?" I don't like to go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, man, I feel bad for this woman, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so there is, a, there is a, a portion of that that is true, but you really got to just, you're young, live in the season, right? Yeah. Like, you're in a season of learning. Mm-hmm. You're in a season of developing foundational things. There, there aren't things you can do extra, extracurricular, not a lot. There's a lot of things you can do if you're creative. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and like have dates in the house, or go bike riding, or you know what I'm saying, hiking. It's a bunch of th- different things you could do depending on where you live. I'm not saying I want to go hiking. I'm <laughs> saying that's what they could do. Are you looking at me like that? <laughs> so anyway, um, there's a bunch of different things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're, you're you're okay. I think he has had questions for you too, Ben.
1: He said, "What advice? Any advice for my wife that you might?" have learned from your perspective of some of that experience well. Wow. One of the things that I will say is that as a wife, and I think this goes both ways, but as a wife, my desire was for Glenn to be in a place where he felt like his life had purpose or meaning or whatever, because when he would come home from his jobs and not want to talk about him and I'd be so like, you know, eager to share about my day. It was very, like, disheartening. And yeah. it's not anything you want to see your husband um, going through. She looks so old right now looking at like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like as a wife, I think the thing that she could do or that, you know, that I often did was pray for his heart and for the Lord to, like, give him clarity on what he needed to be doing or what he should be doing. And then I tried to like, I would get, I would ideate with him, but I don't think he appreciated that so much. So don't do that.
0: Uh, I would say it depends, you know, <laughs> you know, I think that you didn't do, you, you ideated with me, but you also listened to other people around you. So there was one time when your mom was like, is Glenn going to school for you, or is he going to school for him?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you came to me. And you were like, "Are you, are you going to school for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to go to school."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you were like, "You don't have to go to school." I was like, "I Makes don't." Makes me
1: so emotional. I don't know why.
0: I was like, "I don't." And you were like, "No, you you don't have to go to school if you don't want to go to school." But that's
1: a waste of money, first of all.
0: One hundred percent is a waste of money. But not only that that was like my introduction you know like that mm. is the black that is the black uh well used to be symbol of success yes education, education. Mm-hmm. formal education not just knowledge
1: mm-hmm.
0: right so or understanding or wisdom mm-hmm. it, 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 it's just education and so even coming along to your community meeting people and their first question is was are you in school did you go to school like what? What you get your degree in, and I'm like, ugh, I don't match up to these people, and I don't know if I'm accepted. And eventually, I know that I'm gonna have to. But to be with you, I was willing to do anything that I didn't mm. want to do. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And I think that that's the thing is like, we we as as a couple have to define success for us. I've actually I. um there's this journal by Steven Lewis. It's called The Inner Bully, mm-hmm. and I started looking at it yesterday, and I shut it because <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Mm. He like the fir- like one of the first questions is like, how do you define the success? And I was like, how dare you ask me such a difficult question from the jump? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how to define success. Because success has been defined for me so long and I've been trying to measure up to it and it's exhausted me and it's tired me out. And I'm just kind of like, I can't do it. I can't measure up. Mm-hmm. But then when you're like, OK, well, I'm giving you permission to divine, define your own success in your own terms. I'm like, well, uh, mm, I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to remove what has been implanted in my mm-hmm. mind and create a new measure of success. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Yeah. I don't know, is it hard for you? Are you able to do that?
0: I think if you would've asked me this probably like six years ago, it was like you being happy was my success. Mm. And then I realized you being happy is out of my control. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if you being happy is outside of my control, why is that Why is that a part of my success? Like, why is that
1: mm-hmm. the
0: most important thing to me is making you happy or making you proud of me? It goes back to my mommy issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. Okay, so now I say um, I want to – I have things in my brain I want to put out. Like, I want – to make my things in my head.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I look at the stuff that we've been accomplishing with Frank, I'm very proud. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we're really building the Black Sesame Street. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: crazy, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And so I think that one of the biggest things that happens in a marriage that's really difficult is... The hardest things is that people start to be too considerate.
1: Yeah. I don't even think that's just marriage. I think that's in every relationship there is.
0: What? You wanna say something? No, yeah, I'm still gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you wanna sit here again? Okay. So um so Do you want the headphones
1: on, there? Oh. Girl. So. Lift up your head.
0: You could be too considerate in relationships, right? And so you start to, like, like everything becomes about, well, you do it. Or what are you thinking? Or maybe you want to do it. Or maybe maybe I'll wait and you do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like everything is about the other person. And. You don't ever go after what you want and then you end up bitter. You know what I'm saying? Because your identity is wrapped around this other person and what they want to do. Yeah. And most of the time, one person is the taker and the other's the giver.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's a, in, in most relationships, there's one person that's just kind of like, I can do this? Cool. I can do this? Cool. Absolutely. Right? And another person's kind of like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But will you love me? Mm. Like they're trying to earn love by sacrificially giving. Over and over and over again, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So, I'm um, I'm aware of all that, and I think we've been in a season of where most of our time was just trying to consider the other person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And I think that I'm like, I really want to see you successful in wherever you want to be, Mm-mm. but at the same time. Um, there are things I want to accomplish as well. Yeah, you know, and I'm realizing that sometimes if I say yes to you, I'm saying no to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like even last night <laughs> we were talking, and you were like, "Yeah, babe, whatever you need to do, just do it." And I was like, "Well, do you know what you're saying?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I I verbatim I was like, "Do you like who I am right now?" Because essentially, if you're telling me to be different. You're not. You're not gonna have the same person that you have right now, mm-hmm. because, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I know what I'm asking you, you know. And so those are the type of conversations we can go back and forth and have.
1: You know, I'm not trying to go off subject, but I feel like one of one of the things you said earlier about how you define success with me being happy, it it just like when I thought about it, I was like, oh maybe I can break it down into categories. Like what does success like as a mother look like? What does success as a wife look like? What does success as a businesswoman look like? What is success as a, you know what I mean? I feel like that's something that can be broken down into bite-sized pieces. And then maybe there will be a common theme or something. But um, one of the things that you also said that triggered a thought was, oftentimes I feel like we believe that because someone like the other person is on track with something that we cannot be on track with something too. Mm. That like their on trackness is saying, no, it's not my time. Or like, wait, or just never. And sometimes they're on track so good, like they've got so much momentum going that you're like, when is it gonna be my like you're it's like you're trying to jump into the double dutch rope. You know, like there's a game of double dutch rope and someone's already jumping and they got a rhythm going and you're trying to see, oh, 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 when do I fit in? And you just never end up fitting in. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm trying to use an analogy that Glenn would use. No, no,
0: I think that's good.
1: But for me, I feel like for a lot of it is that I have told myself no without even saying, hey, this is something that I desire to do. Like before it's a conversation. I just am like, oh, no, it's Mm -hmm. not my time or I got to wait until all these kids are out the house. And I feel like sometimes it's all just a conversation. Yeah. Like it's just a conversation. And hopefully you are in relationship with someone who can hear you and you guys can strategize and plan and be like, okay, like this is why it doesn't work right now. And both of you guys agree on that. And then this is why it will work in the future. Like eventually you're going to be done with school. And you're going to find mm-hmm. the path that God has you on. And you're going to be making money. You, The way you wrote this email just speaks volumes. As a man, like I'm just saying. The outline.
0: That was also a, a, a slight to all men.
1: I didn't mean it like that. But I'm just saying. <laughs> it's this, very organized. This email right here is so impressive. So I have so much faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're
0: not judging a man off an email. But-,
1: but yes, yes, yes anyway i'm just saying that you'll be fine uh, you'll be you'll be fine (laughs) i think it's a matter of believing in yourself like really truly believing in yourself and obviously she believes in you and that is one thing about like being the provider um married to glenn is that i knew that he was going to do whatever it took you know what i mean to make sure we were okay and I knew that I was going to do whatever it took to make sure we're okay.
0: I also think that you knew what, like you, you have a accountability thing to you where it's kind of like, that ain't happening. Like, we need to do this,
1: Yvette. Yvette. I'm listening to you. We need to do what? Why are you looking at the game? Cause I I'm just stressing myself out watching her make horrible. <laughs>
0: moves on your game that you've been trying to get over?
1: No, 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 no. Baby, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here trying to talk
0: to you and you are so focused. I am listening. You're making me lose my train of thought, Yvette, because you're not giving me eye contact. So I'm saying that you have a thing about you where you hold me accountable and you're saying like, yo, what's what's going up with this? What's what's going on with this? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, I don't know. Or I don't know, not yet or whatever. But Eventually, you know that not only will I figure it out, but you will help me figure it mm-hmm. out, you know? And so I think the that's not the situation for these people right now because they have a plan. Mm-hmm. But most people who are not in this in the relationship want people who already have it figured out and they don't think they need to invest in helping that person, the other mm. person figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And so you want someone to match your energy or match your yes. grind or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. It don't work like that. Yes. You know?
1: And I think the value in, like, each partner having some sort of definition of success, and I think we as a couple need a definition of success as well, but I'm invested in your success. Yes. <laughs> and I believe that you're invested in my success. Mm-hmm. And so when you fail, I feel like I failed. What is that?
0: Your calendar?
1: No, my volume's all the way down. Did you turn my volume? um you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah like I feel like <laughs> I don't want to see you fail <laughs> I want to see you rise king you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm. like your success is our success yeah and so yeah you definitely and I, I I just feel like I don't know you saying that is like okay that's cool to say but I feel like that should just be everybody's energy when you get married like this is a
0: yeah it's a group project, yeah <laughs> <laughs> what you doing you... okay, while you're doing that, I'm gonna do this, yeah, and then when I'm done this, you can do that, yeah, or we could both do that at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, um, i you know, I learned a lot during those seasons, though, you know, the times when um there was just like figure it out, man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or what are you gonna do, man? Mm-hmm. like I learned a lot about myself. The late nights, the editing till two in the morning, the cold cricket infested nights mm-hmm. where the crickets are cricketing and its I got a, what is it, hot, what is it, heater on my feet? Oh. You know, or in the garage in my drawers editing because it was so hot and the mosquitoes, like, it, like, it's different.
1: Guys, the other day I walked in on Glenn wearing his underwear while in a Zoom call.
0: <laughs> what, are you, what are you, what are you huffing and puffing for, an eye Zai? What? <laughs> All right. So, how married are you, babe?
1: I'm so married that two times now I've gone downstairs to get you water.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> That's how married I am. Why are you oh my goshing? I did that for you. Okay, babe. Thank you. That so was much. so. <laughs> Kind of me.
0: That's, you're right. It's very kind. I was in the bed and I asked you for some water. You went to go get
1: water. The second time you weren't in bed, and you didn't even ask me the first time. The first time you didn't ask me, you said something about being thirsty or that you left your water. And I was like, oh, you want me to go get you some water? And you said, yeah, actually. <laughs> and I did. And then the second time you asked me, and I was like, I was a little caught off guard, but I went. I went. I took care of you. Mm -hmm. I love you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me clearly. I don't like it when you do it like that. How married are you?
0: So last night I'm making um, like a Thanksgiving dinner or lunch for the guys, for the team. And, man, you, you guys have probably noticed I've gained weight over the past year or so. Once, a little bit of depression, you know, Couple losses took a toll on me. A lot of inner growth and you know a lot of work has been happening, (laughs) right?
1: Did you tell our our wedding party what happened with you, your graduation? No, not
0: yet. Okay. So, I I, I've been realizing that I'm actually a freaking phenomenal cook. (laughs) Is anybody
1: surprised by this? We've had this discussion. On the podcast, a lot of times before, mm-hmm.
0: I I am not playing when it comes to the kitchen. I am nice. I don't know what happened, but I just realized, like, all I'm doing is finding textures and matching text textures. So if I don't have something, but I have something, some of the texture, I can figure it out and put it into the meal.
1: You're not only a storyteller; you tell stories with the ingredients.
0: When when I when I you know, Lord, let me see the old age. Oh, it's gonna be full on stuff that I've made. You know what I'm saying? So last night, I'm making this macaroni and cheese because I wanted to make macaroni and cheese oh. for Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like, but uh, one of our friends was like, I'll make the mac and cheese. I'm like, all right, cool. So I start out, I'm like, to make me a roux. You know what I'm saying? I'm making <laughs> the roux. I got this. Cor- I was
1: like, what recipe are you following? He didn't even have a recipe. What did I say? What did you say? Oh, he said, he said, said, I'm listening to the ancestors. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And that's what I did. Man, this macaroni and cheese was so fire, I made a a whole thing of it. And Yvette goes, oh, it's done. It looks good. Can I have a bite? And I was like, I made her her own separate ramekin of macaroni and cheese that had the chives on top. It was incredible. It was good. And... I would say that's probably my second time making macaroni and cheese in my life.
1: Have you made it while we've been married? Because yeah. I don't—really? I think
0: so. I think I tried to make it one year, mm. and it was trash. <laughs> but I made that just for you. event.
1: <laughs> he did. He came out with a whole little thing, and I was like, first of all, I didn't even realize you could put those things in the oven. Second of all, it was beautiful. The presentation was lovely. It was good. I'm very impressed, babe. Yeah.
0: Now, who's more married? <laughs> Went to go get water twice. Why do
1: you always ask that question? I
0: just I need to... Well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see. Who do you think is more married, Nia, me or mom? Um. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. Okay, so what do you think about what... who? What do you think about what was said? You don't have to say who's more married.
1: Wait, what did you say?
0: <laughs> she got... So, I Mom, I said, how married are you? Right? She said, I got you water twice. I went downstairs and got you water. Okay? And we were in our rooms. And then she said, how married are you? I said, macaroni and cheese. I made macaroni and cheese for the whole team, but then I made a separate batch of macaroni and cheese just for Mom.
1: Oh, yeah. Dad. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's just how married married I am. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)